I'm Ken Hemmings, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. Again, a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, it's good to catch up with you again, and you seem to be a little concerned today, Ken. Well, there appears to have been a lot of media coverage for the housing market of late, and one of the hot topics is about how agents tend to be misquoting the likely selling price to potential buyers. How does that work from a vendor's perspective? Yeah, you're right. There has been a lot of publicity, and it's interesting when you talk about overquoting because it actually occurs in two different forms. Before the property even gets on the market, a vendor will call in agents to make a presentation to market their property, and part of that is their price expectations. And, you know, in a perfect world, you would expect that the most competent agent will get the business. But unfortunately, agents compete for listings, and unfortunately also they tend to bid for those listings. And when you stop to think about it, when an agent overprices with his expectation for a vendor, it's one of the few relationships which is actually started with a lie. In other words, to get the business, that agent is artificially raising the expectations of the vendor and human nature being what it is, a vendor will tend to gravitate towards the figure that he wants or she wants to hear. So already the vendor is high in the stirrups and unfortunately there's no correlation in practice between the agent's prediction and the final Result. Now, if you've got a raging market, sometimes if it is running red hot as it has been in the last couple of years, even the wildest expectations you can get pretty close to and maybe exceed, but generally the agent trying to list the property will look at the last price and then probably add another 10 15% in the hope A, that they'll get the business and B, that the market will prove them correct but it's not a good basis in which to form a relationship and unfortunately you've got a as another agent who's competing for the business you generally know those agencies which or who are uh, overpricing and the other aspect from a vendor's point of view is that you don't want to just because someone will cut their fees, so they might overprice and cut their fees. You know, lower fees generally mean lesser service because they cannot devote the manpower. So then you have the second form of misquoting, and that's once the property is on the market. And even though the agent may have told a vendor a higher price, he or she wants to make sure there are a number of people at the auction and so they will generally underquote the price. Now, in many states, the legislation is that you cannot 
have a price variation of more than 10% from what you realistically think the property will sell for. So they've already priced the vendor up high. Somewhere in the middle is, is where they believe it'll be and then 10% below will be what they'll quote. So the idea is just to line people up because at an auction, when people get involved, it's like a set of dominoes. You knock one and it knocks the next one and generally everyone will pay about 10 sometimes 15% more than they planned because they get swept up in the emotion. And that's the thinking behind the misquoting so that they have everybody positioned where they feel they can purchase the property, the agent knowing they'll generally go 10 15% more. And that's what drives the auction system. Now, they're trying to stamp this out because... It's misleading. I mean, as a purchaser, you know, to be told you're going to likely to buy the property for that price and then find that it goes for 20% more than what you expect, it's not a good way to conduct it. I mean, it's unprofessional. And so it's an issue and it's something you've got to be aware of, both as a vendor and a purchaser, and just understand the realities of the situation. And it goes to doing your research as to what properties are selling for, whether they're commercial properties or you're buying your own home. You know, you, you just have to have a good feel for the marketplace. And hopefully with the tools I've provided, it enables you to make those sort of assessments and therefore you're better equipped. Okay, well, look... Let's say that you've been seduced by an agent's price estimate. What happens then after you formally engage them? Well, once you're signed up, then the agent will start to sing the economic song of woe. I mean, there'll be new information found. There'll be, they'll pull out articles in the newspaper which talk about there's been a little bit of hesitancy in the marketplace or... There might be some government announcement or something like that, but they will have a systematic approach to corral you and lower your expectations, notwithstanding that it's through building them up that they have originally achieved your business. And so this new information as such won't necessarily be new, but they will try and mount a plausible argument to manage your expectations and bring you back to the field. Now, sometimes, even if if you run with an agent who has realistically priced the property, the issue you can have quite often is with you are overrun with inspections for a property and as a vendor, notwithstanding what an agent has told you, your expectations can run away. They can get out of control. And sometimes an agent will legitimately try and and keep your feet on the ground. They would rather you get a surprise at the auction rather than, through no fault of theirs, have inflated expectations because of the hive of activity in the lead-up to the auction with inspections 
and people asking for contracts and so forth. So sometimes there is a reason and a legitimate reason for an agent to to just keep your feet on the ground. And what I was talking about initially was where they have artificially inflated your expectations and for their own purpose now want to bring it down to what is a, the real figure that your property is worth. Wouldn't the commission structure generally overcome the need for that? Yeah, you're right. You would expect with agents being based on commission rather than a fixed fee that the higher the price they achieve, the greater is their commission. However, you've got to also think that some agencies are driven by turnover volume. They're running a processing house and their their whole modus operandi is to to just pump as many listings as they can into the into one end of the pipe and just push them through and the idea being that okay we've perhaps lowered our fee and then they're happy to recommend that a sale be achieved because okay it's less than than what they ideally would have liked or you would have liked but the amount of commission they lose relative to what they will still achieve makes it still worth their while to get the deal done, get the property off their books and move on to the next transaction. So what I recommend is that you structure a a fee basis so that it is an incentive-based fee. In other words, if they get a relatively low price, their fee hardly makes it worth their while to do the deal. And yet, if you get up at the higher end of the scale, then they may get, you know, for a, you know the final $50,000, they may well get 20% of that. Now, this is one way when they come and price and in your heart you know that they have overpriced it to try and get your business, well, then you have this incentive-based fee and say, okay, well, if you can get that price for that last bit, you can get 20% for the fifty or 100000 before, you might get fifteen, and so forth. So, But then if you get down to what you and I know is a realistic price, they might only be getting 1.5% up to that point. So then you have them highly motivated to wind up the purchases to make sure that they achieve the level of uh, price to provide you with a good result but also provide them with a healthy amount of commission at the end of the, end of the deal. How do you find agents usually treat prospective buyers? Yeah, it's interesting. While... The vendor is clearly your client. The purchases, the method through which you bring a transaction to a head, and therefore purchases are paramount, and the way you treat them is important. And there's a lot of agents who I find treat purchases with scant regard and you know, a lot of them are quickly 
dismissed as tyre kickers. And I know when I was back in agency, you know, you've got to treat everyone with respect. You've got to return phone calls. You've got to provide information in a timely fashion. You've got to follow up. And, I mean, okay, you might decide that that person is not is not capable of, of necessarily paying the price that you want, but nonetheless, you still want them at the auction. You want them as an underbidder. As I said, sort of in one category, pushing the next person up and pushing the next person up. I mean, ultimately, you might end up with one, maybe two people that fight it out at the end. But if the auction doesn't get started in a legitimate fashion, then you lose the atmosphere, you lose the excitement, and then it means that the last two are never really pushed as far as they could go. And so you cannot become complacent or or reckless as as far as the buyers are concerned. You know, it's important that that, as I said, they're treated with respect and just simple things like returning phone calls the same day that, that they leave a message. And, you know, it may be that this is not the right property for them, but nonetheless, if you treat them right, then when the next property comes up, you can, you've got a rapport, you can ring them about it and, and suggest that this one that they may not have themselves come across is a more suitable property and therefore they can add value in in, in the next uh, time you, you go to the market or equally in the one you're talking about, people that in previous auctions have not been able to perform. But this particular property right now is the one that would ideally suit them. And so you have to develop systems that enable you to quickly discover the capabilities of each and every buyer to work out who is real and who's not. And the ones that are clearly not going to be able to make it, you don't disregard them. You nurture them because if this is not the right property, the next one may well be. As the occasion arises from time to time for your clients to sell their investment properties, how do you make sure that doesn't happen with potential buyers? Well, we've talked in the past about stealth marketing and this is a web-based system of it doesn't have to be it can be auctions tenders it can even be private sales but it's a method whereby you put together all the material and make it available on day one in other words when the first ad appears or the first brochure is sent out everything is available contracts all the documentation, the leases, everything that they can want, plans, reports, everything. And it's available on a website. Now, the, the, the ad, the sole purpose of the ad or the brochure is to get them to take the next step. That's your pr- prospective purchaser. Not to sell them on the property, to take the next step, to understand that this is the sort of property that could be of interest to them. Then they go to the website, and again, you expand on the information to reassure them that they've come to the right place, and, and yes, this is a property that could suit them. And at that point, if they want more information, they need to leave their details, their first name, last name, email address, and daytime phone number. 
Now, because they have decided they want to take the, the next step, so this is now the third step to find out as much as they can about the property, they're more than happy to exchange their details for access to that additional information. Now, the beauty with that is that you immediately know who's real and who's not. So it's not a matter of disregarding or being disrespectful to the purchasers. They have already identified themselves by registering on the website that they have more than a passing interest to find out more about the property. And therefore, you have a list. You automatically, the website generates a list of their name and contact details so that you can then follow up. And in the process of doing that, you can very quickly discover who are your main strong contenders for the property. And so initially, some agents who are used to just taking a phone call, racing out and looking at a property with a prospective purchaser, and then getting annoyed because they suddenly realise they're not realistic, and then coming back to the office. I mean, the best part of an hour, an hour and a half has been wasted. And they have a reluctance through using this web-based system. They say, look, no, I, I always like to talk and make a judgment. You can certainly talk to the people. In fact, your client, the vendor, is wanting you as an agent to spend as much time as is necessary with real, live, genuine prospects. And the beauty with the web-based thing is it filters, it sifts, sorts and screens everybody at their own pace and they, by registering on the website, hold up their hand and say, I am interested in this property. So they're the people that you should be spending your time with. And this way, without insulting the prospective purchasers, enables them to, A, find out as much information as they need and have it right at their fingertips. But more importantly, when they do come to inspect the property, you're not having to explain to them as the selling agent what the property's about. They already know that. Most of them, I find, attend the property with printouts from the website. They've already seen the videos. They've got printouts. They've instructed their solicitor to look at the contracts which are up on the website. They've had spoken to their builder and when the next inspection comes, because they know all about the property, they bring the builder along with them. So actually end up saving about a week in advertising time. So your cost of advertising is less and it's, it's a far more efficient way to provide a top service for your your client as, as the vendor, but also in building a strong relationship with the prospective purchasers. So I found that works over the last 15 years and since I started using it. And it just seems to be far more professional and, you know, a perfect way to remove any gaps and stop things falling through the gaps in the process of marketing the property. You know, it's certainly an interesting topic and it's always good to go behind the curtain to view things from an agent's perspective. Look, there's an urgent need for more transparency as far as how selling agents conduct themselves because, in effect, 
there are some out there who begin their ongoing relationship with clients based upon a lie as far as price expectation. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether the government steps in to enforce stricter rules. Anyway, many thanks, Chris, for clarifying some of the issues.